Yeah, we never left. We never left. Last night, we got done at, uh, what, 5.58? I think we were late. Sorry about that. We were late getting out yesterday, and we just stayed as a punishment. So, Damon's been here all night. He's got a, uh, a hoodie on. So, I think he just slept underneath the console. And uh, John's the only new guy here. John Von Tobel is in. He's the company. What's up, John? Feeling good. Feeling good. I made a... Uh you were just talking about food before. Made a nice little pasta with some turkey meatballs before I came in. Was oh, that right? You actually you make real food during the day. You have the time. Uh, I mean, it was quick. It was a quick recipe. I also use uh, bottled sauce. So, do you make easy. your own sauce? Uh, at times, yeah. Okay. It's actually I found it was a, it's actually really easy to make your own pasta sauce, especially if it's like a tomato based sauce. It's yeah. like really easy. So, how long you got to simmer it for? Uh, I let it, I let it, the meatballs cook in there, so I simmered it for a good minute, like. I think like 20, 30 minutes. You know the show, some people on the show get real militant about the whole doing your own gravy thing and not doing jarred. We have, some, mean, we have some guests who are like that too. They're freaking nut jobs. I mean, I buy the jarring for days like today where like I go work and then I'm not done until like 1245 and then I know I have to come here. Start it in the morning. Right. And it's a quick thing. Well. Get it going in the morning. I got work in Keep the it morning. on a low simmer. I work in the morning. Are you working in the morning? Yeah. You don't have free time? Multiple jobs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, later on, we're going to have another one of those cases where we rank the staff on something yes. that they may be able to cook because today is a national holiday. So in the 4 o'clock hour, we're definitely talking about National Fried Chicken Day. So that's coming up. We got more Damian Lillard rumors to get into. Lots of NBA because the Summer League is on the ground now. Things will tip off tomorrow. We'll be out there live. Cofield and Company, 3 to 6 at the Thomas and Mac. I think it's 3 to 5.54. And next week. So we'll announce the days we're out there next week, and we're looking forward to it. We're very fired up. Going to get to a little uh, Wemby news here <laughs> inside of five minutes. we got multiple NBA guests on today, so we're all ready for the NBA. Damon is here. He's steering the ship here in the Finley Toyota Studios. <sighs> I don't like to show, uh, start the show every day screaming and yelling, so maybe I'll let you do it. Maybe you won't even get worked up about it. But, you know, I announced yesterday baseball has these three weeks on Cofield & Company. We'll get to some baseball. And then once football starts at the end of July – Beginning of August, sorry, it's, it's, it's hard to carve out any time. Um, but I like, you know what I like about baseball? I like angst. I like battles. I like trash talk. But there, there are certain things with the rules of baseball, the unwritten rules of baseball that these old guys, and by the way, I'm getting real close to a lot of the old guys, and I don't think this way. So you're just old. I'm not old. You're old. I'm not pointing to you. I'm pointing to Dave Martinez. So one of the hottest names in baseball is 22-year-old Ellie De La Cruz with awesome. the Reds. He's a freaking monster. You know, long, lengthy guy, can play all over the field. I mean, he's been just mashing the ball. Five-tool guy. Power and steals. Could be the next Barry Larkin, but a bigger guy. Homers and steals. Probably has more power than Barry Larkin ever did. I think Larkin had like one year. Uh-oh. Immaculate grid. Uh, maybe this will come up on Immaculate grid down the road. I think Larkin had one year of 30 home runs, but I'm just going off the top of my head. Uh, we'll get into Immaculate grid later on. It turned into a, what a freaking nightmare beginning of the show. But Ellie De La Cruz is up there in the second inning. And Dave Martinez, who is 59. He's not even that old. He's not old. He's 59. Does the gamesmanship, hey, if you want to do this, I guess you can do it. I think it's lame. But he has the umpire look at Ellie De La Cruz bat. This is the new red superstar prospect. They have a lot of good prospects. So he has him check the bat. And in the fifth, Ellie De La Cruz comes up and does this. 
as he just did in that. This ball is tagged. Right center field, hit a ton, and gone. Into the second deck in right center field. It's I've a solo a home run for Ellie De La Cruz, 5-1 Reds. Okay. What does he do after the home run as he's getting ready to run? Uh, before he flips it, points at it, tells him to check it again uh-huh. before he goes jaunting around the base. A little styling and profiling. Yep. And what do some old guys in baseball hate more than anything? Joy. Joy and fun and celebration and the Utes. They hate young people who enjoy the game. We've gone over this before. There's going to be a time in the future if the A's are on the ground here and don't put a competitive team on the field, the Savannah Bananas will outdraw them. Of course. One, because the A's aren't trying. I don't know, if, you know what they're going to do, but if they're not trying, there are a lot of young people, and there are a lot of people on the periphery of baseball who go to a game every once in a while who would much rather go to kind of a phony game where guys are dancing and there's tricks and guys on stilts. And Savannah Bananas sold out LV Ballpark. People want fun. You can blend the rules of baseball and playing the game the right way and have fun. So on the front end, what do you think of Martinez checking the bat? Well, I mean, I guess I get it to a certain extent. It looks kind of dumb, right? But for the most part, like you said, there's gamesmanship to it. And if it gets in the head of an opponent or whatever it is, it's kind of like one of those things like icing the kicker. Like, does it actually work? I don't know. But if you want to do well, it, didn't it and try it, right, it then didn't go hear. ahead. Then sometimes it doesn't in this case. I also think, to your point, like not liking joy aside, if you're right. Major League Baseball, you want Ellie De La Cruz to be this. Mm-hmm. You want him to be a star. This is a godsend. Yes. Think about it. The Reds were told by their TV car- carrier, their regional TV carrier, you know, we can't make money with you bums, and we can't make money with the Diamondbacks. We're out. And that argument is still going on. The Reds were so, so pathetic that the TV carrier, the regional sports network, dropped them. There was pressure on the owner who came out at the beginning of the year and said, listen, this is the way it is. What else are you going to do? Where are you gonna go? Either come to the games or if you want us to be one of those big, you know, high market, whatever, big dollar teams, we'll just move. <laughs> right? I mean, it is an obnoxious situation in Cincinnati. They've got another savior here in Ellie De La Cruz. And then Dave Martinez. And again, like on the front end of this, would I be a prickly jerk and check bats all the time and be doing the Vaseline? I would do it. But what I wouldn't do after the game, after he smashes a home run, is be a freaking old, sour baby about it. And Davey Martinez, the Nats owner, and by the way, it was Reds and Nats. I'm not even sure. First five minutes, people even know what team he manages. Uh, The Nats are so horrible. He goes, I love the way he plays the game. I didn't like his antics after he hit the home run. We can do without that. Well, there's a lot of people who think you can do without the antics of checking his bat. Right. You started it. He's got only two weeks in the big leagues, but he's going to be a good player. Well, thanks for your approval. We appreciate it. Unknown manager of the Nationals, who, by the way, is 72 games under 500, and he's been dealt a raw deal. Mm-hmm. But how about you have almost no equity in the big he, – he, he might have passed you already. Now, he played in the big leagues. He was a utility player for like 15 years. Solid player. But this kind of goes back – and I believe me, I have my issues with Tatis. But you remember that – what was his name? Chris Woodward? Yeah. Right? The Texas manager who was getting on Tatis for styling and profiling. And it's like, you're a nobody. The game is built on guys like this, not utility guys who get a manager job to manage a team and go you know, 50 games under 500 for the career. Yeah, I'm getting a little personal because yeah. it annoys me. I mean, look, it's the same thing we talk about baseball all the time. It just continues to get in its own way with guys like Martinez and others. If you look at other sports, 
they're built on the personalities of their stars all, all around in every single other sport, especially when you look at the NBA, NFL, some of the things we love, like with the National Football League, when they allowed the celebrations after touchdowns again. Everybody, was lo- everybody loved it in terms of what they're doing. That's what you do to market these guys. Baseball, I mean, you could have an absolute star here for the next 10, 12 years in L.A. De La Cruz, but instead you have guys like David Martinez like, cut it out! Because if you keep doing that, I'm going to get mad. Like, you really want to – I went last Sunday to a Giants game. And you know what? I like baseball, and in person it's cool to walk around the stadium. It was boring as hell. Like, the game in between, it was – you know, it's great to watch baseball. There's no personality. Guys walk up to their walk-up songs. They hit, and then they go back. Like, there's nothing there. To watch somebody like this would be great in person. Absolutely great. And it's more – and that's the other thing. It's more money. It's more money for the league. It's more money for everybody. If people want to watch L.A. De La Cruz because of the guy he is, that's just good for you, Dave Martinez. People are in that ballpark to watch your team. Why? Because L.A. De La Cruz was there. On ESPN Las Vegas. All right, rolling on on this Thursday. NBA Summer League kicks off tomorrow. NBA is already on the ground here getting set up. A lot of events, NBA cons going on. John Von Tobel. One of our NBA guys, of course, over at VEASAN as well. DeMond's here. It's Cofield. Let's bring in one of the hosts on uh, ESPN National. Of course, you always hear him uh, during the playoffs and during the season around NBA games and really the studio host for everything on ESPN Radio. Kevin Winter is up with Cofield and company. What's up, buddy? Gentlemen, how are you? Uh, We're good. I'm going to have to go on a little tangent here because I don't know if you've been following it today. The uh, weird situation with Wemby, welcome to America, <laughs> but it wasn't some crazy fan that may have got him in trouble. Britney Spears? And have you Brit- heard, have you heard Hang on. Yes, it was a crazy fan who got him in trouble. We should know better. Okay? Let's, I actually just texted Mark Kestisher, who's out there. I said, screw the Wemby show tomorrow night. I said, go follow Britney. <laughs> Is there, what's more shocking? That Brittany, like, that that happened or that she actually recognized Victor Wembanyama and wanted to talk to him. Like, that's the that's the crazy part about the story. Not that she got slapped in the face by Spurs security members, allegedly. It's the fact that she yeah. knew him so much that she wanted to go take a picture with Victor Wembanyama. I agree with you completely. It's not that Brittany did anything, even though, even though what, it's been 10 years since Brittany's really been in the headlines. Uh, she's not as crazy. Maybe she matured. Uh, I hope she didn't because she was more fun when she, when she wasn't. Um, it, was the, it was the fact that she actually knew who Wemby was. Now, look, let's be honest. Dude, 7'6", or whatever he is, seven five seven six, and you probably, at least in passing, had heard that he had just entered the NBA and he was going to be in Vegas for the Summer League. I'm guessing there aren't many people, seven five people in Vegas, just throwing it out there. So you probably just put two and two together and realize it's, it's, it was Wemby. But yeah, that, that, that caught my attention more than anything that's going on in the NBA. So here's an easy question. How excited are you to watch what's going to transpire on Friday, watch him play his, you know, this NBA game in front of a lot of people here at the Thomas and Mack Center? I am very excited because, uh, look, there's only, we can compare against – um, we can compare this against when you play international competition. We always want to see what, yeah, what are you going to do about against our guys, right? We're, we're that we're that self centered, and, and we we can admit it. What are you going to do against the good the the real good competition? How is it going to stack up? And then we're going to kind of project it to what's it going to look like in September or October when he debuts for the Spurs, whether it's when he plays his preseason games and when he probably plays on that opening night. Um, uh, with the first or second night in the NBA season. That's all we want to see. I'm super excited. I don't get to watch much international basketball. I'm not sure about you, but probably not. Right? We, we don't know. We've only seen highlights. All I want to see 
20 minutes or so tomorrow night of this dude just utterly dominating. Is he going to look like the guy that we've seen on the edited highlights? Because if so, yeah. If I'm Greg Popovich, I'm smiling and going, I think, I just, I think I'm coaching for another 10 years. So we know about the ridiculous expectations for him, right? I, I'm yeah. curious for you and into his rookie year, what are you looking for? Because I, you know, I read some of the reports of what the Spurs are saying. I feel like the the masses don't really realize. I think the the Spurs are going to treat him with some kid gloves early on. Like I don't know how like how impactful. I shouldn't say how impactful it would be. I don't know how many games he's playing his rookie year, all that kind of stuff. I feel like they're really going to roll him out slow, just kind of reading between the lines. Well, that's what I'm very curious about. Like, what kind, how does Pop treat him? Does Pop do what he did to Duncan and, and, to, uh, and to the Admiral and to David Robinson? Or does he, are, are we now in the new, and I can't imagine Greg Popovich being in the new soft era, because it just doesn't seem like it goes together, right? Uh, is Pop just going to say, no, we got this guy. You're not, you're not going to get better. I got to believe Pop's of the old school. You don't get better sitting on the bench. Sorry, it's a fact. You just don't. You get better by playing. I'm curious who controls the string, the puppet strings in San Antonio. And, it's, and it probably won't be Pop that I need to win now because I've only got a few years left. I don't think Pop cares about that. I think Pop just knows how to, how to take good players and make them better. And that, if, if you don't believe me, it's a proven fact. And I know you're not of that category. It's, I think Pop knows my way works. Let me do it my way. I'm not going to hurt the kid. ESPN Radio, college football play-by-play, voice Kevin Winter here with us in Cofield and Company. Uh, all right, Kevin, so let's talk about some of the guys that are already established. Obviously, the big name here, Damian Lillard, um, requesting a trade. Right around this time of last year, it was Kevin Durant that we were talking about in <laughs> Summer League. So now it's Damian Lillard. I wanted to ask you, are you surprised by the tact that good good old guy Damian Lillard, who's done it for the Portland Trailblazers, is now all of a sudden his agent's calling teams, telling him, don't trade for him. He's doing everything he possibly can to force his way to Miami. Are you kind of surprised by the tact that Lillard has taken here over the last couple of days? I actually am. Um, because for, there were so many – I remember – it was the beginning of last year. We had an interview with Lillard. I think it was uh, on NBA Today. And my, bo- my boss wanted me to run it. And, uh, and I, think, I said, why? It's Damian freaking Lillard. He's with Portland. They're never going to win anything. Like, we're on opening night of the NBA. We're christening the, the Warriors championship from the year before. If we're going to run stuff, not involved in the game, let's run something from, from someone who's from, from, from someone who's a team that's got a, a, got a chance or a player on a team that's got a chance. And the word was, well, he's always been loyal to, to Portland. Let's hear what he has to say. Okay, so we heard it. And Lillard gave that great answer, the, you know, the answer, the, his standard answer that he'd been giving for the last five years. I want to win in Portland. I want to win in Portland. I want to win in Portland. Well, what changed all of a sudden? What changed where it's, that's it, I'm out. And by the way, the only place you're sending me to is, is, is Miami. Because also, if I'm Philadelphia, I'm saying, I mean, I'm saying, the hell with this. I'm still making a run at you. If I'm the Clippers, the hell with this. I'm still making a run with you. What, you're not going to come play? Give me a break. See, that's the part. You can bark all you want. Um, you can be as tough with the bark as you want. Eventually, you're going to want to play, just like I mentioned with, with Wemby, and Pop wanted to want Wemby to play. Lillard's going to want to play. He's not going to sit down. But guys, do you know who sits down? Guys like Ben Simmons. They sit down. Damian Lillard doesn't sit down. So, yeah, it's posturing. It's being a bit of a, <clears throat> how do I say this nicely, a bleep hole um, <laughs> by the agent, right? Nope. Yeah, I hope he didn't get dumped. Sorry, guys. Um, it's, it's, but that, that's what you do in the summertime, right? You play the game in the summertime. 
of this, of be the bad guy, and the agent's, the agent is doing his job. He's being the bad guy. What Allegedly. Do you, what do you make of some of the report? I saw, I, I think it was Chris Haynes reported it, that essentially the Trailblazers, they got to make two parties happy. They got to make Dame happy, and they got to make the players that are watching happy because it sends a bad message if they don't care, don't take care of Damian Lillard. Do you buy the angle that players are watching and that, in, hey, man, in four years, five years down the road, Scoot Henderson's going to be like, nah, I don't know. You didn't take care of Dame. Why would I want to resign no, here? No, I, see, I, I don't buy that because if I'm not mistaken, Stephen, in the new CBA – you actually get fined and potentially suspended for demanding trades publicly. If I'm, I am nine, I'm ninety nine percent positive. I heard when the new CBA kicks in, you don't have as much player empowerment as you do now. I want out. You do that. All right. There's one hundred fifty thousand coming from the team of the league. So, and also, if one night, if one night. Or one weekend of, tra- of of treating Damian Lillard doesn't make up for the f- for however many years he was there. What ten? They treated him pretty well. They took care of him. They gave him the max contract when they didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Lillard gladly took it, didn't he? And now he wants out. So yeah, I don't buy the stuff that people are watching. I think that's easy to say and that's great for talk radio. I think players realize they're their own entity. And, and every situation is, is different. Also, I heard as well today, I heard the theory that Aaron Goodwin, Lillard's agent, he's playing chicken with his other clients. I, I, if I'm a GM, I'm not looking at Aaron Goodwin's other clients. I think Jordan Poole's one of them, um, or, or maybe it was uh, GP, uh, Gary Payton's kid. I'm not looking at his other clients saying, well, I'm not going to sign you because you've got Goodwin. Dude, if that's the, if that's the case, half the NFL wouldn't have signed anybody, any Drew Rosenhaus' clients. So it's I don't I don't buy that stuff. Steve Cofield, JBT across the way, Kevin Winter, one of the uh, NBA voices here on the uh, national broadcast right here on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Radio. So you mentioned the Sixers, you know, saying, "Hey, let, let's stay in this." Um, do you think the Celtics are completely out, or the Celtics are going to make a run at Dame, and can they get him without giving up one of their two big guys? No, I, I don't think the Celtics are going to make a run at it. I think Boston is probably done. I think they really want Jalen. Now, I'm going to say this being the Boston guy here. If you ask me, Jalen or, or Lillard, mm, that's a tough one. Because I think Lillard can get you the championship. Um, I think Jalen, if you work with him, with Tatum for long term, you could get more. I'm not sure how many you're getting with, with, with Tatum and Lillard. It, it could be immediate. Um, it's an interesting one. I just get the feeling Boston is sticking with, with what they've got. They made their big change-up in getting rid of Marcus Smart. That was their big change of, of the team that went to the finals two years ago and went to Game 7 in the ECF last year. Something had to be done. They made the change. They got rid of Marcus Smart. You bring in a big guy who can help you rebound, who can help your interior defense because Time Lord, is he, you can't guarantee him for 82. I think Boston's done. I think Philadelphia, from the Celtics standpoint, for me being a Boston fan, hell, I hope Philadelphia doesn't get Lillard because that means you're giving up Harden. And I like James Harden in Philadelphia because that's an automatic W. <laughs> Harden, Harden, is no, Harden is nowhere near what he used to be. Any team James Harden is on is not winning a damn thing. How important ever? How important is this next couple of months for Philadelphia, actually? Because there's a scenario, right, where Damian Lillard's a member of the Miami Heat, James Harden's a member of, I don't know, whoever, Los Angeles Clippers. 
and they're sure. just kind of still sitting there going, let's say they get Terrence Mann. It's Terrence Mann, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey. Like, there's a scenario where at the end of all this, Joel Embiid looks around and goes, screw this, I want out of here too. Agree, 100%. 100%. And let's also remember, um, by, by keeping Middleton and keeping Brooke Lopez in Milwaukee, you're probably going to keep Holiday whenever his deal's up. You've already got Giannis. That team's not going anywhere. But we, people forget the only reason Milwaukee didn't make it out of the first round is because Giannis got hurt. This is, that Miami run's not happening if Giannis is healthy, I'm sorry to say. But you're taking advantage of what you're given. And that's what Miami did. You've got Milwaukee. If Willard goes to Miami, they're, they're, pretty, they're, a, pretty fright, they're a pretty frightening team. Um, if you've still got Boston, especially if they can keep the two Jays together. So there's three. You're now down. To, you're immediately the fourth. Uh, and, and you still, what, maybe you get past the first round again. Congratulations, that's where you've always been. Embiid's long gone. I'm with you 100%. This next, and I think Daryl Morey knows it, he's got the, which is why, as much as you can say, if you're Aaron Goodwin, Lillard's agent, as much as you can say, I, he's only going to Miami, he's going to be unhappy anywhere else. BS. BS. You can say that now in July, Talk to me in September when training camp comes around. Talk to me if it's talk to me if it's Maxi Lillard and Embiid, and you're off to a twenty and four start. You're really going to be unhappy then? No, don't think so. <laughs> Kevin, we appreciate it. You're not coming out to Vegas, are you? You're not coming out for the summer league. You know this? I've never been to Vegas. Come on, what? really? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm, 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 I need chaperones if I come to Vegas. <laughs> okay, well, we can help you out. We got a lot of experience here. <laughs> crazy and not so crazy. So middle ground, we can cover that too. So, hey, we appreciate a couple minutes, dude. Uh, we know you're very busy. Thank you so much. You got it, guys. Be well. There he is, Kevin Winter, one of the voices. You hear him on the pre, the post, the intermission, whatever. I guess that's hockey. But in between the quarters, halftime, all that on ESPN National. Xavier Pope is coming up in about 20 minutes. We'll get into a cool sporting event that went down in Chicago. A little... You know, a little preview, kind of reminiscent of what uh, – it's not reminiscent, but a little preview of what we are going to have here with F1. They actually did a road race in Chicago, so that's on the way. Rolling on, we got uh, Xavier Pope coming up in about 15 minutes. Damon is running the show today. It's Cofield, it's JVT, Finley, Toyota Studios. Uh, much to get to, much to get to. So, in the end, with the Wemby story, because we hit that briefly. So, the story is Weminyama is uh, walking through, what, the hotel? And mm-hmm. he gets tapped on the shoulder by Britney Spears, a security guard apparently kind of backhands her in the face. I've seen Britney Spears' husband has gone like full disrespect of women, uh, security guard out of control. So we're going to see what happens with this because you would assume, hey, dude, if you're telling tall tales and this was sort of incidental contact, it's probably a couple cameras around. Sure. And I don't mean phone cameras. Uh, also, I mean, I mean, eye in the sky. Do we not turn this around to Britney? The privilege that you think you can just walk up to Victor Wemanyama? Good point. Can anyone right? do that? Can anyone do that when she's when she's rushing through somewhere? You don't think one of her security guards would nail someone? Right. If they freaking uh, and again, I don't know what happened. So it could have been a, like a slow approach and a tap on the shoulder. But if you're you know trying to get someone through a property and you're moving quickly and no one recognizes her, because here's the thing. So I read the story. In the story, the security guard is quoted as saying, I'm sorry, I didn't know who you were. You know how it is when it comes to fans rushing you. So there's two things to that. The second part, which is she should know, right? She should know what this is like. Don't do it. But the first part, who cares who she is if she's coming up to you because she feels like she gets the right to just come up to Victor Wembanyama? Don't touch him. He's way more important than you'll ever be. All right? An idol. A man who's going to change the let's, face of let's basketball. Let's not do that on the show. That's a bad move. Why? Because this will be replayed tomorrow, and you know <laughs> that uh, Mount Hill will explode. 
Oh, is he pro Britney Spears? Oh, he loves her. He loves her. So I assume I know Who where he stands love her on now because Britney Spears. And say it again? Oh, I was going to say, I, I assume I know where he stood on the great Britney Spears versus Christina Aguilera debate of, what, like early 2000s? What was the debate? I don't even remember that. I mean, they just came up at the same time, right? They were kind of like head-to-head with one another. It's like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Uh, what's it called? Uh, those two? Christina well, Aguilera? They've, they've both taken interesting paths. I'll say that. Um, from time to time, we've been covering the firings at ESPN National. Mm. And I'm not rooting for anyone to be fired. And I think it's really gross that, you know, when, say, uh, one of our buddies, Jason Fitz, who was on ESPN Radio National in the middle of the day, uh, and he's on, he's on a bunch of our shows. He's on Radio Nation Radio in the, in the morning with a regular spot with uh, Clay and Lindsey and Vinny. Um, I saw a lot of that. Like, oh, hey, why did they fire this person? They should have got rid of this person. Mm. So I happened to stumble upon a podcast. And anyone here heard of uh, Corey Holcomb, comedian? No? Yes? Yes. Okay. He's Never. coming. He's actually coming to town. Uh, so the vast booking crew, I think we should get on that. He's coming to town in August. So that's only, what, uh, about three and a half weeks away he's playing House of Blues. So I was like, okay, he's got sports takes. And he definitely had a take on what happened with different people getting fired. So he starts out here talking about, really, a lot of this is about Stephen A's power and that Stephen A. Smith could have saved a lot of different people. And he freaking starts to go right after a couple of the females who were on ESPN. Not cool, bro. Alika Andrews didn't get cut because she does the dirty work for the network. She talks about black men. Stephen A's still there because he's willing to do whatever. And everybody who Stephen A wanted is still there. I, why they ain't get rid of Molly? What does she bring to anything? All right, now, we, we, this is where we don't need to go. We don't need to attack Molly Karam. She does a good job of uh, well playing traffic cop. I don't, you know, I don't need, you know... I, go after her. I don't think anybody deserves to lose their job. I mean, right. I think that people are allowed to criticize others. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm not like a fan of Molly Kiram's work. So it is fair I, game to go, hey, this person got ousted. I don't understand the value of that person. No, you didn't let me finish the sentence. But I would never say, why didn't she get fired? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, right, right. right. Like, I would How about criticize her instead of this yeah. person. Like, I'm not a fan of her work, but I would never ask why she didn't get fired. So a lot of this was about Jalen Rose, who got the. Acts and you know there is some background with Jalen Rose and people at the network. You know I root for Jalen Rose. Yeah, I he's... think he a good person. Mm-hmm. No, nah, dog, you ain't on the Molly Squad no more. They ain't f- with you, That's G. messed up. Oh, they ain't f- with you, G. I'm telling you, if they wanted you to be there, they you'd have been there. I hope he can go somewhere else. See what this Molly look like? I hope Jalen. What's her last name? Jalen Rose, ex-wife. It was exciting at first. Oh, he didn't. So he didn't conform Kim into Kim what Kardashian she wanted him to be. Bro. And then it didn't work. And I, I just don't want to talk about it, but I'm like, that ain't your people, homie. Man, Stephen A. Smith got a little more juice oh, up there at ESPN. And if he wanted him to be that's, there, that's for sure. he'll be there. <laughs> I do like the support. I in don't. The I can't. Can uh-huh. we, I know we're talking about something else, but like you sent this over, so I watched the whole video. It's four people it's having awesome. three different conversations yeah. at once. Awesome. And I couldn't track it. What? I don't know who that woman was talking to. At one point, she's just like, <laughs> she's just talking about something completely different. And then him and the other guy that was looking at Molly Kira were talking about something else. And she's just like, yeah. And then there's somebody sitting next to her who's not even talking. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't follow it. But yeah, he, was, he shouldn't say those things. Damon, why are you being quiet? going on here because this is our buddy you know, Corey holcomb yesterday we were talking about hey you know smart sports conversation and Th- this is the stuff we look for 
Yeah, no, this it's like not? I'm not saying that there should be a barrier to enter sports talk because you know it's not brain surgery, but everyone with the power of a microphone does not need to talk about sports. Where it, for me, I'm like, why are we even giving this the time of day? A C-list comedian has whoa, ESPN whoa, takes, whoa, whoa. Hello. and now and now we're just I'm a C-list sports radio guy too. So if Corey Holcomb hears it, <laughs> wow, I'm no, yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I'm not saying I'm the best in the world either. But if I'm like that joke bombed, and here's why, he would say, "Shut up, you don't know what you're talking about." I have a feeling that one member of the vast booking crew will not be calling Corey Holcomb to come on the show. Might have to be someone else who's making the effort. Yeah, anybody can come on the show. Uh, what do we think of Stephen A. basically siding with Miles? You think? I mean, th- to me, this is not so much a sports conversation; it's a relationship and workplace conversation. Yeah. That hey, if they got to cut big salaries, uh, one Jalen Rose makes a lot more than Molly Caram. I have no idea if Molly Caron went to Stephen A. and was like, hey, make sure you, uh, you mention Jalen Rose. Get him out. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I went to the Stephen A. Right. whispering. I don't, I don't believe. They've don't. been divorced two years, but this is when she makes her big comeback. It's her first chance. It's her first chance to really. Uh, and again, nothing came out on that relationship, so we have no idea what went south. We have no, but Corey, Hol- Corey Holcomb, the comedian, is very much into it. It was very sudden on both ends. Like yeah. It was suddenly like, they're married. And then it was very suddenly, they're not. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, you do remember, because I do, because I am a gigantic defender of LeVar Ball, and Jalen Rose and especially Molly Caron made a real big deal about him making an offhanded remark about whatever, changing my gears, and everyone's like, oh, sexist, women have to deal with this all the time. Like, Uh relax. And Jalen Rose was all about that. Oh, he had lots of comments about LeVar Ball. Forgot about that. Oh, I didn't. You know that. Of course not. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a long-lost member of the Ball family. We did have LeVar Ball on. I don't know if you remember this. It, I think it was probably before you heard him on. And I actually I started off the interview saying, I wish he was my dad. You've got to get him comfortable. You've got to get him comfortable. Was this on the phone? Uh, yeah, it was a phone interview. Okay. Oh, on the hey. air. So no, he I'll... wasn't able to see that you guys are about the same age. <laughs> I, mean, I think you yes. hear that. Well, that's okay. kind, of been the, kind of been the joke the whole time that uh, my, my brother's uh, mellow and I'm not going to – I'll mention Lonzo. You know, very frustrating with the other brother. Should listen to my advice. Go to UCLA, play. He's um, – what's it called? He's done a very good job. Two out of the three. Great players. He's like a dad of the huh? century. He set these guys up for life and they can all help out his brother. They're all – they're freaking rich. Um, one last thing here, and by the way, I'm a devotee of the show now. I love this. I love this show, and, and Corey Holcomb has to come on the show. Um, he then makes a transition that I've talked about these three weeks. This is kind of when Sports Talk TV is like, okay, what do we do? Baseball. We're going to talk about baseball. Here's his opinion on baseball. See, yeah. when, when black people ain't playing basketball and football, ratings go down anyway. Mm-hmm. All that sucker sh- Baseball is sucker sh- but to sit through a baseball game, that shit ain't nothing. It ain't enough excitement. I mean, is he wrong? What do you think he would say about Davey Martinez checking the bat of L.A. Dela Cruz? Would that be sucka? You know what? Yes. I don't think he would have a word. <laughs> I just, I can't. Can I we install so the beep so I can just say it? That's a great term. Damon, am I, am I allowed? Can I'm I not say, doing it. JVT, can I, can I say this all the time? Yeah. Just I'm reference not. stuff as sucka ass. Yeah, I mean, technically, what? It's just if somebody files a complaint with the SEC, like, so we're fine. We're good. Just yeah. don't complain, everyone. It's it's a, it's a very soft that's, language. That's suck a bleep. Oh, if you complain? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lawyer, host of Suit Up News, legal and cultural contributor Xavier Pope is live on Cofield and Company. All right, rolling on. 
Xavier gets the Prowler theme, huh? It's good. Ah, I'm so annoyed at myself. Xavier Pope is up. Xavier, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? How you doing? Happy uh, Thursday. I'm good, man. Happy Thursday. I'm a putz. I uh, usually exchange some ideas with you. I did not send it over, so we're going to fly by the seat of our pants. Uh, we got a, some NBA to get into. I definitely want to get into NASCAR in Chicago in mm-hmm. a couple of minutes. But, you know, we were just we were just playing a conversation from a comedian, Corey Holcomb, who was talking about the firings at ESPN. And we, we played one of the bites, and then DeMond came back and was like, basically like, don't play this jackass. And I'm like, I want to book him down the road. But I want to <laughs> – can we play bite one? Let, let's play – Let's play bite one. As he started a comment, he's a big Jalen Rosebacker, but he started a comment on who got to stay and, uh, and who went for ESPN. Play this. Alika Andrews didn't get cut because mm. she does the dirty work for the network. She talks about black men. Stephen A's still there because he's willing to do whatever. And everybody who Stephen A wanted is still there. I, why they ain't get rid of Molly? What does she bring to anything? Oh, okay. So we were pointing out rooting for other people to get fired instead of the people who did get fired is wrong. And Damon, what was your what was your point on Malika Andrews? Why is everyone mad at Malika Andrews again? Because she does her job. I hate the narrative. Oh, look, they got a black woman trying to tear down black men. Why? Because Brandon Miller, the number two pick in the draft, was a little bit involved in a murder. Where you know that's something to bring up. That's notable. Where also during the break we're talking about Ime Adoka. Why isn't the head coach of the Boston Celtics that took him to the finals not there? You know she's just going to bring some light to it. Yeah, because he was sleeping around and cheating on Neil Long at that. That should be news every day. That should be like when he got introduced. Yeah, the Houston Rockets' new head coach, the dummy who cheated on Neil Long, Ime Adoka. Everybody should know that. So what do you think about this backlash against, uh, especially? Um Andrews, who you know is bringing up newsworthy items, and and there are guys out there who are like, hey, you know, she's she's going after black men. That's not right. Yeah, I think I think those guys just want to. I mean, Lisa Andrews is, is not an ugly person. She's an attractive woman that they would love to get with. It all just also happens to date outside her race, and I think that's pretty much the issue that they have is detaching that narrative um, to some of the stories she's had to tell uh, uh, the NBA, primarily black athletes. Who is she gonna? Who else is she gonna talk about? Um, I, I think that's pretty much what should, where it comes from. Malika Andrews can date whoever she wants. It, I, it, it also, she gets she does it does her job extremely well. Um, so uh, they just they just want that. That's all. She, they can't have her. Sorry. All right, that was a good deep dive on that one. Um, I saw you tweeted about the NBA on ESPN broadcast team for the finals that uh, Jeff Van Gundy went bye bye. Was that one of the people you were really disappointed to see uh, get fired by ESPN? No, I was really making a commentary. I, I'm not really disappointed by any of the what happened because we know we knew a lot of these changes would, would come with with ESPN. So, I mean, anybody anybody was could get it, got it. I mean, for that that's pretty much what the narrative was. But for me, it was just something. ESPN tried various studio shows, different people together to try to bring the same chemistry that inside the NBA TNT has, and they haven't really been able to accomplish that. But in some way, that that same type of weird quirky chemistry happened during broadcast games with, with Jalen Rose and JBG. And I think that's what I was pretty much commenting on. Did you, did you put that on Twitter or on your Threads account? <laughs> I put that on Twitter uh, because Threads didn't exist yet, but now it does. I've been kind of walking around all day, kind of checking out what it looks like and how it feels. Um, Instagram, my Instagram following really wasn't the same as my Twitter following, so it just feels in or, it's organic, but it's in, or inorganic because it's not the same audience that I'm speaking to to start this out. So I'm just trying to figure it out. That could be a good thing, though. 
Yeah, it could, but my my my, my Instagram was mostly yoga and and inspiration uh, okay. and, and and you know that was. I mean, I did. What I would post videos of suit up and other commentary, but it's like mostly funny things. Like, hey, what's happening? How you doing? And and, and just things, things like that. So it's just a different yeah. voice is what I mean. It's just attaching that people are recognizing me on the street, saying hello, talking about carrot cake. I did bring that conversation <laughs> over to Threads. All right, of course. That, <laughs> that has to be the first one. That's your staple. <laughs> I, I, I have to talk about it. We have to let the ground rules be known on this new platform. Carrot cake will not be tolerated. There you go. That carries over uh, for sure. Xavier Pope is with us, attorney, host of Suit Up News. All right, are you going to break the news? Um, what do you do? You give this about a week with Threads, see what it looks like, and then because you're not doing Suit Up News because you're annoyed with Twitter, so it's got to land yeah. somewhere, man. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. Suit Up News definitely is looking at Threads as a potential destination. Okay. All right. Strongly, look, strongly, Steve. I've been, t- I've been, I've been looking for this for a while because I knew that this would be another destination. Yeah. And it's always important to be an early adopter when it comes to content. So. Right. I be one of the early adopters of this type of content. I already was on Twitter, and then having it on Threads is pretty pretty much of a big deal, and see what we can do and and, and make some things happen from there. By the way, I love that you uh, you said uh, suit up news is looking like do you, do you have to run it by a board? Do you have a, do you have a board like is it a, whole, a whole council that has to approve this? I feel like <laughs> hey, it's I, you. I, I, I didn't do suit up. I didn't do suit up alone. I mean, it, it took uh, various consultants, huh? uh, various staff to bring this to bear. So. I'm not the only person in terms of bringing this thing to light, so I, I can't take all the credit for myself. Xavier Cope is with us on uh, Cofield & Company on ESPN Las Vegas. So I have an insurance question for you. I want to build off of this one. Uh, on the Levitard Show, they've got a lady, Jessica, who apparently is very much into pickleball. Uh, in South Florida, I guess she went out and just got smoked by a couple of old people, and now she's kind of an ageist. And she brought up a story recently that uh, pickleball is creating a lot of injuries. Can you play this? But jokes on them because the study came out last week that apparently pickleball injuries will account for over $400 million in healthcare related costs this past year because the people playing pickleball are predominantly over 60 and they're all dropping like flies now, tearing their Achilles, injuring their knees, their shoulders, their hips. They all need surgery. Most of this is Medicare. Uh, it's costing hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay. I'm very scared about this because I'm going to need Medicare in like 15 years. And if all the people older than me are getting broken down by pickleball, we could have a real crisis here. Uh, I think it's a very jerkish thing to say. You get beat by older people and, yep. and, you're, and you're criticizing them. Yep. I, it's kind of, kind of low, and it shows what type of person she is. Yeah. And she, she deserved to get her ass kicked um, because <laughs> because she's acting like a giant ass just now. And actually by her. Oh, they loved it. Oh, they, they, uh, the Yuck Yuck, uh, Yuck Yuck crew was going crazy on the Levitard show on that one as she, uh, she lashed out. So I don't think we're supposed to take it seriously, but I'm kind of worried about it. Uh, so... Uh, some news in, and uh, Pro Football Talk has followed up on this. So we, we started calling this months ago with the Saudis and Liv and then buying the PGA. Now we're hearing, uh, one, uh, Qatar, one of the uh, sheikhs in Qatar is trying to buy Man U for $6 million. And it sounds like the Saudis are going to be creating, as PFT says, a sports-specific investment fund with the goal of making acquisitions in soccer, tennis, and, quote, other sports. So, it just this this building kind of continues about what we started talking about weeks ago. Uh, that live buying the PGA is just the first step. Yeah, we, we've been we've been talking about this for several weeks, and we, we've seen uh, this come over and across various sports and various leagues. I mean, if, as long as people are willing to take the money, and the governments are not to look going to look deeper into these transactions like they do other business transactions, other industries, 
then you're going to have uh, money dominate and put into various investment funds um, where money where it's truly coming from, uh, where it's been, uh, who knows? Um, and I think that as long as, he, all, as long as fans care about is their team winning, they don't really care how it, it, it got to be that way. It's, 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 it's troubling development, and, uh, but I don't see anything stopping it. It's, it's a train that's, that's picking up more and more momentum as it goes along. Xavier Pope is with us. He's up on threads. What's the address up on threads? Give it out. Come on now. Same one at Xavier Pope. Okay. On threads. Come follow yeah. me. And are you comfortable? Are you comfortable promoting threads on Elon Musk's platform, Twitter, as everyone else was last night? Yeah, I mean, I don't care. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what, what is it? What are you gonna do? Like, turn my account off? That's okay, it. bye. You're banned. You're banned. <laughs> wow, Xavier's already got you, Xavier. You've already got 435 followers on threads. Wow, look at this. He's been working. Hard. Oh, uh, He's very popular. 436 now. There you go. He's very popular. <laughs> You're at 436. I, no, I just followed him. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. go. No, he's got 436. Perfect. <laughs> it's very important. All right. So the NASCAR road race in Chicago. Uh, talk about the setup. I know you were out there. You're at the press conference. I saw some of the videos you put up. It looked like a really cool course. It looked like a cool afternoon. That was a super cool course. And the way they did the city, it almost turned to a massive failure uh, because the rain and the weather was so terrible. But there, uh, there was it was a delay. But the delay got to see some cool things. You know, see you know Bubba, Bubba Wallace playing uh, playing against the number one pick in the draft for the Chicago Bears and uh, the, the the future of this franchise. Um, you know, their quarterback. So, I mean, got a chance to see that. And then also be around this cool course and see how it, you know, they can take over a street and make some things happen. NASCAR is ecstatic about this. I, this is just a start of more races to come. But I know that NASCAR drivers are, are, are steaming because they did get beat by a guy who comes on the course first time out and wins. So it's, it, and it's tailored toward his league. So he's trying to get other people to come from his league to come over and win street races if NASCAR does it again. So they got to watch out. Yeah, well, lighten up, right? You want to promote the sport. Uh, NASCAR kind of plateaued a little bit the last five, six years, so anything that's going to add to it. Um, I don't know if you saw the the viral videos of the week. Did you check out some of the videos of the Sphere here in Vegas as they lit it up around 4th of July? No, I didn't. Oh, my uh, God. Maybe I should have. No, you have Was to. It? You got you to see this. We got to talk about it next week. It really, it's a... The, the futuristic nature of the building. So the biggest things going on 4th of July weekend were this NASCAR race in Chicago. Uh, for yeah. us here, it was a sphere lighting up. It was just an incredible concert venue and p- potentially a sports venue, but also the hot dog eating contest. I saw you retweet something that said, Chestnut last year made 500K competitive eating. I was surprised by your reaction to that. Yeah, uh, my, my surprise was that he, was, that he, he did, that's all he made because with all the other endorsements, I mean, you working with food, you're stuffing food down your face all the time. I thought that he would be able to get, especially he's been in the game for such a long time, that he has some some bigger deals. I mean, I would think that maybe one deal would be five hundred thousand dollars, not the totality of his deals. He's totally dominating the sport. Uh, he is that. I know it's only one day out of the year, but he has one of the most recognizable faces in sports. If you think about it, I know he's been debated whether what he does is a sport, but he is one of the most recognizable faces they do show on a sports network. Maybe he needs to go on his own or threaten to go on his own and get even more money and also threaten uh, the MLE run by the Shea brothers that, hey, you know what, for this event, you're going to let anyone who wants to be in this. I want the best competition because the way they run it right now is kind of like a fight promotion. If uh, you don't sign a deal with those promoters like an Aaron McKing and Dana White, you can't fight, uh, you know, or eat against Joey Chestnut. Maybe he should open it up and tell the Shea brothers, hey, if if that's not what we're going to do, I'm going to walk. I mean, he might, might, might as well just try the live golf approach. Uh, 
and go ahead and take that money. Just say, just and, go, uh, go court the Saudis. Or the <laughs> stuff his stuff face as much as he possibly can. I was gonna say, if only there was an entity out there that was throwing millions of dollars at athletes around the world to start their own sports wow, leagues. Wow, that could be the future. Yeah. That could be the future. Xavier, we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. Have a good weekend. Hey, you too. Love you guys. There he is, Xavier Hope. Did you see any of the highlights of the race? I, Chicago? I saw the wreck, the turn. The cor- that course was ridiculous. It was insane. The turns. There's like six. There was like six or seven cars. I thought that was up. the whole point of doing the road races. That they, they they get some new blood in there that only come in for like three or four races. Right. Why is everyone such a freaking baby anymore? Kids these days. Like the, and the the masses probably don't even know what the hell happened. No, of course not. So ridiculous. Four o'clock hours on the way.